First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Hey, it's another Friday. How about that? We made it to another Friday. Christmas is next week. New Year's is after that. And I'm raring to go. I have a terrific guest at quarter past the hour. And I think he'd be open to taking calls. If you're listening live, you can call me in this first segment if you wanna. 888-627-6008. That's it. 6008. I'm doing that by memory because this is only our show number. 295 of Spouting Off. How about that? We are coming upon 300 shows of Spouting Off. That's a lot of spouting, man. (laughs) Anyway, I got some good news for you. I'm just going to jump right in because, oh, oh, and by the way, it's Cash Friday. It's Cash Friday. Never has it been more important to be using cash. I don't know if I spouted off last week about going to Walmart and finding out that all those automated uh, uh, checkouts, self-checkout automated, they kept making more and more and more of them, and then having their slowest, most uh, oldest, and I got no problem with slow or old, uh, checkout people, uh, live people, so that you'd go to the automated service. So the automated checkout can do cash, Faster than anything. They take cash. It swoops up. It snatches up your bills, gives you cash. But at the Walmart I went to in Texas, not one automated uh, 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 self-service machine would take cash. Do you think you're being manipulated? Oh, yes, you are. So now if you want to pay cash, you have to go to a live teller. At least that's how it was that day. And the the employees were complaining about it too because nobody told them until the last minute because now you see the government is running and owning and controlling Walmart. Uh, Walmart went woke and now the government controls it, tells it how to do its business. That's an assumption on my part, but I ask you, tell me where I'm wrong. Convince me otherwise. So then, then when you go in through the live checkout line, they will round up your order uh, or round down and always in your favor for now. So if you have a bill of $13 and 14 cents, they'll give you $14. Well, that's stupid. Sounds like government math. If you have a bill for $72 and 93 cents, they'll give you $73. You see, uh, and who thinks that's going to last forever? They want you not to care about precision. They want you to care, not to care about math. So that's why cash Friday is most important. Demand to use cash because on cash, you know, it says legal tender. They don't want you to use cash because 
you know, after all, they want to track $600 purchases in your bank account. Uh, they are spending us into oblivion with three trillion, that's with a T, trillion dollars that they are robbing us of our money and creating inflation up the wazoo. But, oh, they have to track your $600 transactions. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, these are people who want in to every aspect of your life and cash don't fit in. So that's my pitch for Cash Friday for today. Get this. Uh, more Americans are opposed to vaccine mandates than ever before. What took them so long? A poll found a striking erosion in support for vaccine, man vaccine mandates. Why in all hell would a fellow citizen support a government enforcing a experimental ineffective, dangerous drug on their fellow citizens in the first place. Only 46% of people said they supported requiring people to show proof of vaccination in order to go to work. 46%? What is wrong with those people? Okay, I can't talk about this anymore because that was supposed to be good news. Let's talk about real good news because, you know, lately I've been a little on the cynical side, seeing the negative where I should be seeing the positive. But you know what? I'm a realist. I like to look at reality as best I can, even if I don't like it. Here's one. And this is courtesy of Sydney Powell. We just love her. She puts out something every Friday called Good News. And she's not the only one, but she compiles it. And I still like Sydney Powell. Not too crazy about uh, Lynn Wood anymore. Lynn Wood's credibility has gone right down the electrical convenience. Is it toilet electrical? No, I don't think it is. It's plumbing. Nevertheless, I digress. Donations and volunteers have disappeared from the Salvation Army since they decided to try and shame all white people in Seattle, of all places, we're amused that they're blaming their downturn on, wait a minute, the pandemic. So donations dwindling after Salvation Army asked white people to apologize for their skin tone. And guess what? Their donations are down 50% or more. I just love that. So I don't think they wanted anybody to find out that this is what they were asking people to do, but it came out. When seeking donations, it's probably a good idea to do the exact opposite of what the Salvation Army did. In November, the Salvation Army, a Christian church, handed out a guidebook titled, Let's Talk About Racism. The main theme of the book is that uh, all white people are racist and should confess Confess your racism. Now the organization is in, quote, dire need of toys and donations and is begging for help. Go woke, ladies and gentlemen, go broke. My suggestion, give money to needy children directly. Stop depending on a middleman, including the government, to do your charitable giving for you. It's the end of the year. Give directly to people you know and trust, or give directly to a needy child. Buy him a toy, for heaven's sake. Don't ask these corrupt uh, 
bloated organizations, even if they claim to be Christian or Jewish or whatever, if they went woke, it's time to uh, X them off your list. I'll tell you who went woke first, and I'm very proud of that little meme on my website. You have to scroll down. You have to go to another page for it because it's now a little bit old. But in the Coca-Cola lettering, it says, be less communist. Because <laughs> when they, we remember when they were telling people to be less white, you know, white is now the new scarlet letter. White is red, red is white, black is up, up is down. You know, we're living in a crazy matrix. But nevertheless, Coca-Cola, Coke went woke before a whole lot of other people did. And uh, I hope they're doing much, much more per poorly, too. I don't know. Here's some more good news from Sidney Powell. Good news. Parents reluctant to give COVID shot to their kids. Again, I can't understand why all of them, every single one of them wouldn't be reluctant. According to a KFF.org report dated December 8th and based on the CDC's data tracker, only 16.7% of 5 to 11-year-olds have received at least one shot. Why? Why are they giving these shots to children? Actually, why are they giving these shots to anyone? Anyone. They've been proven they aren't effective. And have you seen the number of athletes dying right in the middle of the sport that they're practicing? Uh, as you know, I'm from Denver originally, and Demarius Thomas died last week. May he rest in peace. 33 years old, died of seizures. Funny how we don't know what was causing the seizures. All they said is he'd been having them for a year. Let's see. Well, how long has the vaccine been out? Look, I'm just speculating here, but an awful lot of people had seizures and died after the vaccine. The question, the $68,000 question is, if even one person dies, is it worth it? Apparently to the, the politicians and the unelected bureaucrats, it's all 100% worth it. It's all worth it. We don't care how many people die. You must take this shot. We don't care how many people are maimed for life. You must take this shot. Why? Because we said so. Is that really the best reason? Uh, never in the history of the country have we seen anything like this. Uh, I guess uh, this bunch, this leftist bunch, God forbid, you remember the Tylenol scare when there was cyanide-laced Tylenol and they pulled every last bottle of Tylenol off the market because several people died. I guess if, if uh, we had this bunch in charge back then, they would have been mandating Tylenol too, wouldn't they? Well, we don't care how many people die. We don't care how many people have myocardial uh, myocarditis. We don't care that there are children who are developing illnesses that are really reserved for adults that we're, we're now finding out and they're 
they had the shot. None of it is creating the least bit of suspicion, curiosity, or decency among these people. No, because it's really all about do as I tell you. You must do as we say. It doesn't matter how insane. It doesn't matter how dangerous. It doesn't matter how stupid. So yes, thank you. Children, their parents are finally saying no. Gee, they're only hesitating. (laughs) But they are saying no. Maybe a little common sense laced with knowledge, uh, she says, uh, Sydney Powell. You don't have to have read one of the estimable books on the subject by Alex Berenson, Scott Atlas, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I was watching that interview with Tucker Carlson recently. Spectacular. Uh, very, very good. It's tough to listen to his speech impediment, but tough it out. It's valuable. Finally, a Kennedy worth listening to, one who's bucking the rest of his family. Uh, Information appears to have filtered down, including, importantly, the microscopic percentage of children that actually die from the disease. And the, the kids that do die all pretty much have pre-existing conditions like, oh, leukemia. And yet this shot is being forced on all children. Remember Gardasil? That was their first foray into forced vaccinations of trying desperately to force these drugs into us. Whatever gave them the right ever, whatever gave them the right. You know what? They don't have the right. They never did. And history will show if history is reported accurately. And you know that uh, the winners of wars are the ones who write the history, uh, that this is a crime against humanity. That's all there is to it, to force. Uh, Look up the Nuremberg Code. I printed it off. I'm putting it on my website this weekend, karencataline.com. I'll have a copy of it up there. Just look up the Nuremberg Code. And gee, what a shock. Europeans are trying to disavow the the code, (laughs) and I must go. Uh, We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll have our guest. Stay tuned. Karen Cataline on Cash Friday. You're listening to Spouting Off. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Sometimes you need an objective, second opinion to help you see your problem more clearly. Ask Aunt Emma, and she'll help you move past what's getting in your way. She's a former therapist who is wise and caring, but instead of therapy, she'll give you terrific advice. It's free to ask Aunt Emma and explain your need, problem, or question. If you both agree, you pay only $1.39 a minute. It's anonymous, it's confidential, and you'll be surprised at how effective it is. You can Ask Aunt Emma by going to facebook.com forward slash askauntemma. There, you'll find her phone number and extension number. That's facebook.com forward slash askauntemma. Ask Aunt Emma today. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. 
Welcome back to Spouting Off Friday. It's Cash Friday. Get out that cash and buy anonymously. That's what I say. Our guest for this show, because he has so much to say, we he has an extremely active Twitter uh, page and Twitter following. We'll give you that in just a minute. His name is Drew Allen. He also goes by Drew Thomas Allen. He's the host of the Drew Allen Show, surprisingly enough. He's Texas-bred, California-based, and millennial author, columnist, and political analyst. He's from Texas, and he moved to California. What the heck? Anyway, welcome, Drew Allen, to Spouting Off. Good to have you. Oh, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me, Karen. (laughs) It's great to talk to you. So... You were ranting on your Twitter page, and I just love when you rant, okay? You said, this is, uh, let's see, where is this here? You said, this this made you crazy. Mark Elias. Yeah, it looks like, wait a minute, is that it? You did this great little video here. Where, where did I find this here? Where you were ranting about... Uh, something on Twitter. Just tell us, because I can't find it just now. I'm scrolling down. I can't find it. Well, I got a lot to say about Mark Elias. I mean, my my rant this morning was, uh, there's a guy guy on there, it doesn't matter what his name is, he doesn't deserve any more attention than he already gets. Uh, He's a a nobody. And um, he claims that um, it's a good thing that the Marines that were relieved of of their, their positions and duties well, that's good for America because if they won't comply and get the jab, then they can't be trusted to have the courage to run into enemy gunfire. And I've never seen a worse take that's more dishonest and false in my life. The fact of the matter is, you know, he, he suggests that, you know, the, the men and women that will replace these people, these cowards who won't get the jab, are going to be better for the military. And it's actually quite the opposite. Um, you know, these individuals who are refusing to comply with this and standing up for the foundation of this country, mm-hmm. uh, freedom, autonomy, individual choice, uh, those are courageous acts. And those are the people we want in the military. The opposite is happening. We are ridding the military, firefighters uh, throughout this country, police forces of courageous men and women who stand up for liberty and against tyranny and replacing them with cowards instead. Um, and so, I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it set me off because we have people in this country that actually think like that. More than ever before, and they've been uh, conditioned to think like that. I found the video. Uh, it's because you have, and this is not a bad thing, you have so many great tweets that since I saw it, it's down the page quite a bit. <laughs> so oh, it's like it an happens. hour ago. The worst take on Twitter this morning, I'm going to, Plug your Twitter page, even though Twitter, I don't know, I need to get off of it. You know, I have the same 700 followers I've had for five years because they've capped it. Uh, Drew Thomas Allen, it's at Drew Thomas Allen. And um, to the point you made about the military and this ignoramus and that ridiculous idea, don't you think or do you think that this is all by design, that they are trying to purge the military of people who remember the oath that they took and their principles for standing up for this country. That is 100% correct. And you and I, the reason I love talking to you and I admire you, Karen, 
is not only, you know, great minds think alike here, but, but I know you've held that position from the beginning, and so have I. I've said that from, I mean, a long time ago I understood that was going on. Yes. Because, you know, w- what they're creating is, you know, I've said this too when they first started attacking police departments, uh, defund the police, even before the COVID stuff happened and they used the vaccine, uh, mandatory vaccines to achieve the same end. It's about hollowing out uh, these institutions and services that are supposed to defend America and stand up for the Constitution and replace them with these woke cowards who who don't seem to understand that in America, uh, we the people have rights and the government is restricted. And so they want to get these people in there. And, and, and look, I mean, some people will call this hyperbolic. It's not. It's true. But this is like your, uh, your, your Hitler youth and so on and so forth. You're indoctrinating these people. You're putting people in these positions of authority. Uh, whether, I mean, that's frightening, right? Military, uh, police forces that are going to do the unconstitutional bidding of the government. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, hey, I understand the Constitution. I'm not going to do this. You know, we'll have an Australia situation. I mean, that, that, that's the reality of it. You look at what's going on in Australia with these curb stomping events of people that are, are getting shoved to the ground and beaten by police officers for oh. not wearing masks, for example, outside in parks. Who, who behaves in such a way? And, and, and we have a situation in which the police officers they're purging, they're the ones who would say, I'm not doing this to the citizen. It's wrong. And they don't want anybody in the military or the police, as we know, they've been trying to defund and, and uh, hollow out the police for just that reason. They don't want anybody who's going to have a conscience. Uh, matter of fact, let's broaden that, Drew Thomas Allen, to talk about the fact that they've gotten away with this much, which is a hell of a lot, because they're trying to abolish conscience. Isn't that right? They absolutely are. They absolutely are. Uh, I mean, this is an attack that's been going on for a, a long time. You know, they planted the seeds of amorality in this country. And look, I know this is controversial, and there are conservatives who are, who are you know, they, call, they would call themselves pro-choice as well. But even when you get into the abortion argument, it's really about uh, fundamentally altering um, the mentality of Americans that have no respect for, for human life to begin with. And uh, believe it or not, you know, that has far-reaching implications, too, on society going forward. If you don't have any reverence for, for, for the unborn child's life, how does that manifest itself later on down the road, if that's your opinion? Um, yeah. You know, and I'm a realist, you know, we, we don't have to get in the abortion talk here. But, but you know, I mean, I'm a realist. I accept that they're going to take place. But the idea that we, we pretend and tell ourselves, oh, they're just, you know, fetuses, a clump of cells, and that there's no problem, you know, we, we can just totally escape our responsibility. Uh, as human beings behaving, you know, a, a, as humans do. I mean, the, re- the reason we have 600,000 abortions every year, roughly, is because we can have 600,000 abortions every year. You know, if people had to accept the responsibility that came with, you know, sexual behavior, well, those would drastically go down. You know what? I want to stay with the abortion issue for a host of reasons. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, my listeners know that I was fairly, that's one of the issues that I was late, latest changing. That doesn't mean that I agree with everything on the conservative platform, but I have been always, uh, quote, pro-choice about almost everything. And that includes not having the government be in our business. I took kind of a libertarian view. But about the time 
when the Virginia governor was saying that uh, babies ought to be sat on a on a table and mom gets to decide whether to kill them and uh, celebratory uh, abortion in New York lighting up the Empire State Building for abortions up to nine months or even infanticide, it dawned on me that these are not people that should be trusted with life or death decisions whatsoever, and it's a death cult. And you make a tremendous point about that very thing. Um, when you don't respect life, and let's face it, what we're watching right here with the COVID and everything else is a cult of death under the guise of we'll protect you, we care about you, we're more compassionate than anyone else. This is a cult of death. They love euthanasia. They love abortion. I, I'll tell you what, I'm, you know, there's that old phrase, is there a question in there somewhere, Karen? Because <laughs> you got me going, you know, you got me going here. You have an interesting uh, affiliation with both Texas and California, and I'd love for you to talk about how your governor, <laughs> Gavin Newsom, is trying, I am doing things I should not be doing, which is having my phone on. Your governor is trying <laughs> to use the abortion issue to push his death agenda on guns, you know, the lack of uh, being able to, law-abiding citizens to defend themselves, and, uh, and, uh, he wants to be an abortion sanctuary. Wax philosophic about that, would you? Yeah. You know, look, I've done a lot of studying in the, uh, on these issues, and I, I don't want to get in the weeds too much so it's boring to your audience. But, you know, l let's just talk briefly about what happened in Texas. So what we have time and time again is these red states that want to set their own abortion laws are told that they cannot do it. And in fact, so, so this is what happens, right? So a legislature passes a law that says, let's just say heartbeat ban, 15 weeks. So they yeah. pass that legislation. It is the law. But then the, uh, the, the authority of actually enforcing that law, you know, is, is in the hands of the government. So it's usually the attorney general, for example. And so what happens is Planned Parenthood or some organization sues the attorney general and they go to some leftist district court or circuit court or whatever they need to do that's left-leaning activist, and they stop the enforcement of that because they sue the attorney general. They put a stay on it. Now, that law, there's, there's a misconception out here. That law has not been struck down. Only the legislature can get rid of that law by passing another piece of legislation that erases it. So it's called this writ of erasure fallacy. I know that's a little heady and, and intellectual, but that's what it's called, the writ of erasure fallacy. So if you got another court in there that was not left-leaning, and obviously every state has a lot of left-leaning courts, they just got to shop and find the right one that's going to shut it down. But if those courts were all right-leaning or, you know, pro-Constitution, uh, they, would, they would maintain that law. But it didn't, it didn't uh, cease to exist. But that's the problem, right? So these Republican legislatures have their hands tied. They pass legislation, and then a leftist court uh, puts a stay on it so they can't enforce it. So what Texas did that was quite brilliant, and of course some people were worried about the repercussions going forward, is that they said, okay, we are not putting the enforcement powers in the hands of the attorney general, for example. So Planned Parenthood can't go and sue the attorney general and, and stop this legislation from being enforced. 
They put uh-huh. it in the hands of the citizens, private citizens. They said citizens can sue abortion clinics and everything else if they violate the law. Now, that presents a severe problem for abortion clinics and everything else because they don't have anyone to sue anymore. In fact, the lawsuits are coming their way. So it's very costly for them to hire up and lawyer up all the time. And we saw its effectiveness. And this is why the fight is so vicious right now on the left, because it worked. Lubbock, Texas, for example, uh, Mm -hmm. was one of the first abortion clinics. The moment this law passed, the moment this law passed and, 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 and they changed the way uh, you know, uh, it was going to happen and be enforced by citizens instead of the state and the government, well, they shut down the clinic. So it was effective. It was effective. So they're losing their minds over this because for the first time, I don't know, in my lifetime, Republicans actually outsmarted, outwitted, outstrategized <laughs> the left. So, well, and, that's, and, and yeah. that doesn't happen very often now, does it? <laughs> no, no, oh. it, it does not. It does not. Now, yeah. what uh, what Newsom is trying to do, it's virtue signaling, okay? Look. Okay, I need you to hold Second it Amendment. right there. I need yeah. you to hold it right there because we have to take a quick break. That's why we invited you for the most of the hour because there's lots to talk about, lots to say with Drew Thomas Allen. Uh, so virtue signaling, and then I got some questions about that. We're going to stay on this topic because, like I said, there's a lot to unpack here, and you're on top of it. Uh, hold on, and we will take a break. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off here on BBS Radio. It's the Friday edition, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Looking for even more great conservative talk radio? The K-Star Talk Radio Network is a Christian-owned, alternative conservative news and talk radio internet broadcasting network. They have a full line of programming about spiritual, political, social, economic, financial, and health-related topics. And their goal is to encourage critical thinking about the issues of the day. The K-Star Talk Radio Network features great shows like America's First News, The Keith Hansen Show, Erskine, and Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Check out the whole schedule at their website at kstarradionetwork.com. Time could be short for a free people to share ideas in a free society. K-Star Radio Network is fighting a spiritual war on an earthly plane. Visit them today at... KStarRadioNetwork.com And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. We are so happy you stayed with us. Always a pleasure to have extended conversations with Drew Thomas Allen the proprietor of DrewThomasAllen.com. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, you're on Facebook, aren't you, Drew? Are you? Yeah, I am. I am okay. on there. I don't have any kind of like official, uh, uh, you know, public page, but it's just, it's just, uh, you know, yeah, I'm on there, Drew Allen. Good. Drew Allen. So before the I'm a good the break, looking one. <laughs> you are good looking. Don't tell my husband I said that. Uh, <laughs> you were, you were like a male model or something, right? Or you were in fashion? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 
opened and, and managed the first retail store in Italy for Marc Jacobs in Milan oh. when I was 23. Well, good. And then I, you know, I, I did that for a while and worked in Hollywood. So, and now know, it turns out I've got a brain. Have... I've got a brain. I was just going to say, now it turns out you have a brain. Um, and we'll have to get to my new favorite soap opera actor. So I don't watch, I don't watch the soap opera anymore, but I am thrilled beyond punch. Uh, to watch Ingo Rademacher give it to him. So I don't know if you know who that is. If you don't, I'll tell you. Uh, let's go back to virtue signaling. You said Gavin Newsom is, it's always great when leftists virtue signal, but they have no virtue. Go ahead. What were you going to say before the break? Well, okay. So look, so so the Texas uh, legislature was brilliant because they put the enforcement ability in the hands of private citizens which actually were effective at stopping uh, abortion clinics from violating the laws that were passed by the legislature, okay? And so yeah. Newsom is saying, well, we're going to do the same here in California. We're going to allow private citizens to sue anyone who buys a gun. We're going to allow them to sue anyone, uh, any of these manufacturers or, or retail stores who sell guns. Now, what's the problem with this fundamentally? We have a Second Amendment right. It's an unconstitutional, wholly unconstitutional, any way you look at it, um, claim, you know, that he's going to push. And so it would never stand the muster of any court in this country. I don't even care if you're a leftist court. You can't Are get you away sure with this crap. Are you sure with so, the Soros-bought judges? Are you sure about that? I don't know. Well, I hope. I hope you're right. At this point in time, I- I'm certain that something like this, if you took it up, I mean, it might, yeah, maybe they could get away with it for a little while. But you take yeah. this to the Supreme Court, and, and even as, as distrustful as I am with yes. the Supreme Court, uh, there's yes. no way they would rule any, in any other way. I mean, you can't do it. I mean, you can read the Second Amendment with your own eyes. I know we already have violations uh, okay. uh, of our constitutional right anyway with all yes. kinds of bans out there. But nonetheless, this won't stand muster. You know, that's the thing, too. Abortion is not a constitutional right. And Clarence Thomas was brilliant in the opening hearings. Uh, of this case out of Mississippi when he said... Loved that you know, case. Was, yeah, I mean, love that. Yeah, yeah. It, he, he succinctly explained it. He said, you know, I'm confused here. If we're talking about the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Third Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, whatever it is, right. uh, I, I can read it. It's there in the mm-hmm. Constitution. I understand it. Uh, but when you're talking about abortion, um, I, where is it in the Constitution? And that really says everything we need to know. It ain't. The other thing that I liken it to, because as you well know, Drew, and you watch this stuff and you just, your head can explode, everything is related to everything else. In this case, to watch them try to hold a manufacturer accountable for a product that was used with malice and compare that to the fact that they have held vaccine producers, manufacturers, completely harmless. You cannot sue them for uh, injuries and death of family members, and they're allowing something to go out that is harming, maiming, and killing people. Oh, you can't sue them. Speak to that, if you would. Well, this is the reason I could never be a Democrat. The logical and fallacies uh, that just boggle the mind. I mean, all of their beliefs cannot exist together in one's brain. And, you know, this is a perfect example. Yes. You know, when Daryl Brooks, the black BLM terrorist, mowed down 60 people in Waukesha at that Christmas parade, uh-huh. uh, w- what would they say? I mean, that was, that was the equivalent of a mass shooting, but a car was used. 
Are they yes. going to then open up the floodgates to sue Ford? I don't know who it was, but let's just say he was driving a Ford SUV and used that as his weapon. Are you then going to hold Ford accountable and hold them liable because their car was used in this right. uh, this, this absolutely atrocious act? Uh, uh-huh. And the same thing. You're right, though. This is absolutely absurd. This whole this whole. I don't know where I'm going with this. You're going to have to keep me on, on, on track here because you mentioned also, COVID, you mentioned vaccines, and my brain just lights up on fire. Right, um, me too. This is like exactly the ADD right. following, uh, leading the ADD because <laughs> because everything really is related to everything else, and you've got to uh, compare these things as to what the left is getting, trying to get us to swallow. Right. Women's rights. But there is no gender. Right. That one. There's a million of these. And we are supposed to just suspend our brain um, and and uh, believe nonsense. Nonsense. Uh, Let me let me let me. me, Yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to briefly humor you for a moment and take a humorous approach. I thought something was very funny because I'm a man. Um, so how, how often am I told by the, the pro-choice pro-abortion crowd that I've got to sit this one out because I don't have a uterus. So, right. I, I, I can't have an opinion about it because I don't give birth. And yet suddenly in the Mississippi case, that's at the Supreme court, all of these uh, pro-abortion activists, because it's looking more and more like we might, they might rule that we go back to pre Roe v. Wade, which puts yeah. the, you know, puts it in the hands of the states. All these pro-abortion activists now are saying, "Hey, where are the guys? Where are you men supporting us? We need, we need your help right now. We need your voices." Well, and the one that and got me, can't. yeah, the one that got me, the other, you know, everything is related to everything else because it is these days. Is when yeah. I listened uh, to a good deal of that hearing, it was stunning to me how the attorney, the pro-abortion attorney, could extol the virtues of body autonomy, liberty, freedom. But you see, with the left, body autonomy is only about abortion. You only have the right to kill your baby. You don't have a right to any other of your organs, your spleen, your liver, your lungs, your heart. That all does not belong to you. Your circulatory system doesn't belong to you. But if you want to have abortion, it's all about freedom. Insanity. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, I, I just, I mean, I, I wiped the floor with him in an article I wrote a couple of weeks ago for AM Greatness. You know, I call it the big abortion lie. But, you know, 34, 38 states have fetal homicide laws, right? So this yeah. is what's amazing. So if I, sh- I mean, look, this is, I, I'm just using an example. I don't mean this in some kind of, um, taciturn way, but you know, if if a man shoves a woman, a pregnant woman, down the stairs and she loses that baby, you know that man is held accountable uh, for killing that child. And yet, uh-huh. if a woman were to do something to herself to end the life of that baby, that's her right. This is part of the logical fallacy that prevents me from ever being a Democrat. And and at the same point, I tried to make a point that look, the lives of unhashed sea turtles. Uh, are greater protected than unborn children. If you're in Florida, in some coastal city, uh, you know, there are fines up to $500 in six months in county jail if you disturb the unhatched uh, nests uh, of sea turtles that could 
you know, result in them, you know, not being born or, or, or hatched. And furthermore, they have these strict ordinances, lighting ordinances, because in, in, in the certain time of the season, when these uh, sea turtles are uh, hatching, the lights have to be turned off and all these different things at your house because when they hatch, they won't go to the ocean if they see light. They'll go up, up you know, towards the shore and away from the ocean. And so there are fines for that as well. And yet yeah. we sit here and, and, and we have no conversation about, about the, the unborn. But that, that's, that's the thing. They have to, you, you can't make the argument of the left without trying to lie to yourself to say that life doesn't begin at conception. There's nothing in the body that it's not. It's a, cl- a clump of cells, you know. You know what, Drew? I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm alerting you to the fact that I'm going to broaden this discussion to a ridiculous philosophical degree. Not ridiculous, it actually isn't ridiculous. Um, the times we're living in has led me to begin and embark on a study of my own religion that has taken me this many years in my life to take as seriously as I'm taking it now. Doesn't mean I'm going to blowtorch my dishes. That's what people who go kosher do. They blowtorch the dishes. That's my... <laughs> uh, but wait, wait, you're Jewish? I am. You didn't know this? I'm just kidding. No, I knew that. I oh, knew that. okay. I think everybody knows because I don't make a secret of it. I sure as heck don't apologize for it, even though the left hates Jews these days. And I'm saying that out loud so people can see. Anyway, this whole attack on uh, everything people hold dear, but especially the abortion issue, um, it, it, it strikes me as an attack on people of faith in particular. That's why gay marriage, in my opinion, was an attack on people of faith because it isn't just that they want to introduce something different. It's that they want to abolish anyone who disagrees with them. Just like they have a vested interest, this is what I wanted to say, they have a vested interest in abortion for states that don't want abortion. So, how does that work? It's not okay for states to have different uh, policies. No, they can't handle any state in the union either being free from max- vaccine mandates, having restrictions on abortion. It all has to be collectivist authoritarianism with them. Yeah, that's a brilliant point. It's so true. And the founding fathers understood this. Um you know, they, they understood that in a nation that would was as diverse as, as the United States, obviously they couldn't predict the population today or how many states you know, would be added, but they understood inherently that a nation like this uh, needed states' rights so that you could, you could have a, a hospitable country that would uh, entertain different belief systems in some ways. Now, now, I mean, they didn't understand absolutely rejecting Judeo-Christian values. They thought that was always fundamental to having a, a society that was held together. Patriotism was very important. But you're right. Um, you, know, I'm, I, you know, I'm a live and let live kind of guy. You know, if, if you yeah. want to, I mean, I, I don't agree with it. I think morally it's absolutely reprehensible and wrong. But if New York, I mean, God forbid, you know, I mean, they want to do it. But if New York wants to have abortions up to, you know, the day you're going to give birth, I mean, I'm sorry, that, that's a cesspool, that's amoral, that's evil, but that's New York. 
And, and yet, you know, Texas, if they want to have their own abortion laws, you know, to your point, they're authoritarian. They want everyone to abide by what they want. And that was always my argument with the gay marriage thing, by the way. And look, I worked in Hollywood. I worked in fashion. You know, I, I, I've got uh-huh. plenty of friends who are gay. But my, my, my position was, look, states should be able – look, make the argument. You know, if things are going to move that way as a society and we're going to agree that that's what we want to do, okay, it'll go that way. But just, just be patient. You know, there's nothing that – you're not discriminated against. You can't – no one's saying you can't go to work, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, but that was my problem all along. And they weren't – remember, they weren't satisfied – uh, they, they wanted it to be called marriage, which was a term that was reserved religiously for a man and a woman. They weren't mm-hmm. even happy. They, they wanted to take that language even in and, and apply it. And so they applied it to all 50 states. Now, I always said too, Karen, and, and let me know if I'm going off the, the deep end here. No, I but, love it. Keep going. <laughs> Keep but, going. Uh, well, let, let's look at polygamy, okay? Polygamy. Yeah is an activity that society has deemed is, uh, is something that we don't want, okay? You can't have multiple spouses in America. Now, that is culturally uh, a, a deviance from the traditional view of marriage between man and a woman. W- what's the difference in polygamy versus gay marriage? To me, there is absolutely no distinction whatsoever. There's simply two different new belief systems uh, that people want to apply to the country. But why are we not arguing in favor of polygamy? Are people having their rights taken away? Is it some kind of discrimination because I can't have six wives? I can't have uh, uh, a, uh, what, what am I trying to think of? What do they have in, in uh, Mormons? You know, the Mormons? Yeah, yeah, wait, well, yeah, Mormons. No, I was trying, well, it was, I was, I was biblical. Trying to think like an is- uh, I mean, after all, wasn't, yeah. uh, w- wasn't Jacob married to Rachel and Leah at the same time? That that was what it was in antiquity, right? Maybe that's the reason the it left was. doesn't like it. It has biblical origins. <laughs> yeah, Possibly. yeah. well, they do hate anything biblical. They surely, surely do. We have to take one more break. You see how fast it goes with Drew Thomas Allen. We're going to wrap it up with Drew after this next break. I don't know where we'll go when we get back, but I know it's going to be fun wherever it is. Um, You're listening. Yes, I remember. You're listening to Spouting Off here on the Friday edition. Cash Friday. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Gadolini. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? We are happy to inform you that there is a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. It's a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. You choose your doctor and hospital, starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all kids. For more info, visit libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. We are talking to Drew Thomas Allen, the proprietor of DrewThomasAllen.com. Thanks for staying with us, Drew. It's always a quick hour, as you were saying. Um, 
I, you were saying off the air that you have some thoughts and, and we're not going to be able to do it justice in this relatively shorter segment here, but I'm just going to let you go and talk about January 6th. It is shorthand for, um, uh, injustice and tyranny from our government. There are people still in, uh, uh, isolation and, uh, Go for it. Tell us what's on your mind there. Well, I'll light the left on fire and say that uh, the the terrorists in Guantanamo Bay have more rights and are treated better than the January 6th protesters. But um, that that comment aside, this is just yet another fictitious lie by the left. Uh, You know, and Adam Schiff, of course, is the chief marketing officer of the Democrat Party's lies. And the storyline's always the same. If you go back to Trump-Russia collusion, um, it was the Democrats who colluded uh, and, and, and created a false, fake, uncorroborated steel dossier, paid for it, that, that made the claim that Trump had somehow colluded with the Russians to, to steal the 2016 election. That was proven false. You know, we, we, we spent $32 million of taxpayer money and two years with the Mueller investigation uh, to, to determine that uh, there was zilch. There was nothing there. And yet, mm-hmm. even after Mueller made, yeah. made that announcement, Adam Schiff still claimed, no, there's still obvious you know, uh, evidence of Russia collusion. I mean, this guy, l- let's talk about Adam Schiff for a second. This guy is a failed screenwriter in Hollywood. He couldn't make the cut. He couldn't write anything that was entertaining uh, or, or that Hollywood you know, wanted to make. And so now he's trying to live out his dreams of, uh, uh, of writing screenplays and fiction as a mm. congressman. And all of his attempts have failed. Trump-Russia collusion failed in spectacular fashion. And then we had quid pro quo. But quid pro quo, look, he was not the author of Trump-Russia collusion. He was just the marketing expert. And then quid pro quo, he actually wrote the script, right? He went and stood before Congress, and he claimed, you know, he, 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 he talked about, oh, we... I just saw, we just saw the Intelligence Committee, the transcript of this phone call, and you wouldn't believe how bad, it's worse than you could ever imagine, Karen. It's so mm-hmm. bad. He told, you know, the Ukrainian uh, president, you better listen, buddy. You know, this is a criminal, this is a, a, a shakedown. If you don't dig up dirt on my political opponent, you won't get any military aid. And of course, we, Trump released the transcript. We saw there was no, no, no quid pro quo, and the evidence and the circumstances proved also that there was no quid pro quo because six or seven days before he had, he had stopped, mil, stopped aid to Ukraine, and, the, and the, the, the president of Ukraine even acknowledged that a month he, – he didn't find out that that was even stopped until a month or so uh, after the phone call. So that was a lie, but they still impeached him for it, and, and you know, I, this pencil neck shift, I got to tell you, yeah. even – after it was revealed that he was a liar, he said, well, we don't need quid pro quo to impeach him. So they impeached him, but he mm-hmm. was acquitted. And then we move on, of course, to the January 6th. And they impeached him after he left lie. office. How about desperate? I'm sorry. That was preposterous. Let's impeach him even though he's not in office. What? <clears throat> Go ahead. It, it, exactly. I interrupted you. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 that's the thing. They had the yeah. investigation already. They impeached him for it. And he was acquitted again. And yet they still are now trying to rewrite this, uh, this new movie. You know, I would say, you know, you have Russia collusion is, is film number one, 
quid pro quo, failed film, bomb film, number two. And then January 6th, the impeachment was another failed opportunity. But now, this guy's out of ideas, I guess, and creativity. So now, they're just trying to rewrite the movie with a different ending. And so they put the January 6th committee together, and we know they've lied. They falsified doctored text messages to try and, I don't know, prove that Donald Trump somehow was like, uh, I don't know, picket leading the charge somehow in the audience, you know, with, with these protesters telling him, yeah, yeah, go. Uh, and, and now you have Liz Cheney, his co-liar, who is uh, asserting that it took him over 100 minutes to respond when, in fact, it took him 23 minutes. So they're just mm-hmm. lying through their teeth. And, you know, I would say I, I wish Barbara Broccoli, the producer and owner of the rights to the Bond franchise, listened to your show. Because I, yeah. I got a guy to write this new woke Bond film where he's non-binary, goes by they, them instead of he, him. Uh, I think Adam Schiff would be an expert, an excellent choice to write that screenplay because he has not only a history pre-Congress of being a failed screenwriter, but he has a proven track record in Congress of uh, writing unbelievable stories that end in failure, which is what will happen to the Bond franchise. So well done. Yes, right before you came on, I talked about the Salvation Army and other groups that have gone woke and have gone broke. But but Schiff is just a whole nother kettle of fish. This is, and, and he sort of reminds you of kind of a fish, doesn't he? Uh, this is a person, yeah. and like all of the left, they are so vested invested in the lies that they look preposterous, but they don't care. I mean, they, they, it's against their religion to say, oh, excuse me, or as, as uh, Gilda Radner said, never mind. No, never. They never say that. They're going to double down and triple down. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder in our last minute or two, Drew, Thomas, Allen, who are they answering to? That's what I wonder. What's your thought on that? They have they have authoritarians too. They're not coming up with this stuff on their own. They're just not. No. Well, I, I, to me, the answer is um, obvious. Uh, if you remember when Trump was elected, uh, Time Magazine, I think, ran a cover with the White House and the Kremlin, you know, bleeding hmm. together. Hmm. What they ought to do if they were focused on truth rather than fiction, it would be the Chinese Communist Party and Xi Jinping who had infiltrated our bureaucracies and had the levers uh, over our officials. I'm very I'm deadly serious about this. This is a conversation that we need to be having more often. And I think Mm -hmm. people are afraid to do it. Look, we know that Joe Biden's compromised. No doubt about it. We know even, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Eric Swalwell. He slept with a Chinese spy. Oh, we my know God. Talk Feinstein. about compromised. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. D- Diane Feinstein with her driver of 20 years, who was a communist spy. Uh, look, this is something the Chinese government has been doing for a long time. This isn't this isn't strange and bizarre for an enemy nation to engage in this type of of uh, covert activity. And so. I, I would tell you that the reason we have the only explanation that is logical for the fact that these Democrat politicians and some of the Republican Party as well are hell-bent on destroying and gutting this country from inside and strengthening China is because they're beholden to China. That would be my assertion. And I think history will listen to this conversation and say, wow, Drew and Karen were right. (laughs) Well, 
God willing, the uh, the victors will be the ones, us, who write the history. Uh, that's for sure. And, and I keep asking, you know, why are we alive at this time in history? And that actor I told you about, the soap opera actor, Ingo Rademacher, who Trump, uh, excuse me, Tucker Carlson interviewed, and it was a wonderful interview. Uh, he said it best. He's fascinating. He's standing up when nobody else is. He's suing Disney. He's suing ABC. He lost his job for a 25-year job. He was a soap opera hunk. And uh, and now he's standing up and becoming a freedom fighter. And uh, he said, well, if you don't get to be in charge of your own body, then the government owns your body. The government owns you. I mean, as straight and clear as you can imagine. We're just about out of time. Drew Thomas Allen, tell everybody how they can find you, follow you, read your stuff. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, DrewThomasAllen.com, or, you know, this is confusing, but the alternate is DrewAllen.substack.com. I've actually got more of a following there than I do on my own website because I started that earlier on. But either one they can subscribe to. Is that a good place? I'm hearing good things about it. Substack. It's good. It's just you don't have to build your own network. You don't have to spend the time creating your own website. It's just there, and you can post it. People subscribe, and it's really easy to access. So you can do everything right. you need to on Substack. So it's, it's built great. in. And then the podcast is the Drew Allen Show. That's everywhere podcasts are available. Um, so that's oh, always fun. I have a hoot on that show. It has been fun, Drew, to watch you grow. When I first interviewed you, you were just getting started, I think. And now you are off and running. Thank you so much for joining us. Drew Thomas Allen. Find him at DrewThomasAllen.com. Well, that about does it for us here on Spouting Off. Don't forget to use cash just on Cash Friday, but every day, whenever you want. Buy and sell anonymously. That's important. Thanks to Doug and everyone at BBS Radio, K-Star Radio Network, and more. We'll have a programming note announcement next week. Stay tuned for that. And Chazak, be strong and have a great weekend. I'm out of here.